2: all right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB, you can hear us on any device as the show airs. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com, and we are free on iTunes if you search the title of the show. And now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, a philanthropist, a best-selling author, a lecturer, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight?
1: I am marvelous, Joe. Had a lot of fun earlier this we week. Did. Going over to Hannah Gleberman Well, well house wait, to wait, see. wait, 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 we're going to start,
2: ahead. we'll start with Sunday because we had a great show okay. with Bob Babbitt last week oh, and, yes. and I, I stayed up all night with the Cubs at 710 Beach Club with that pandemonium and then uh, woke up at, uh, well, I didn't go to sleep and I went right over to La Jolla Cove at seven o'clock. Bob Babbitt did a great job. Bill Walt was there. Superb! A lot of media coverage. I don't know. Did you see any of the media coverage there for the? Didn't have time. Challenge Athletes Foundation. I
1: was out running my own 5K. Yeah,
2: 24th annual. And then, of course, uh, this week we saw the President of the United States. We went States. to Hannah Gliber's
1: <laughs> house to see President Barack Obama.
2: Mark, Mark and Hannah. Mark and Hannah. I, I only
1: went because I heard they were giving away President Obama bobblehead dolls. So that no, wasn't true.
2: No, that wasn't true. But yeah, anyway, what is not why I went? Spectacular, it was spectacular event. Beautiful morning. Uh, he gave a about a 30 minute speech then whisked off to miramar to you know, hop a ride on air force one up to la he was on jimmy kimmel that, that night right. so they he taped, played he, golf
1: at torrey pines before he came over
2: did he someone told me he was at an event are you sure he played golf I'm well, it not... might have
1: been the afternoon before because he came in town on sunday i'm
2: sure he played golf at some point he loves yeah. it here but anyway with all that politicking we have on the line with us another notable politician it was a two-term uh city council member very respected uh politician in our town and um actually probably was the mayor at some point <laughs> and uh, we're talking with Donna Fry. Donna welcome
3: hey thank you it's good to, good to hear your voices
2: likewise of course you're a returning guest we had a great show with you and all you folks should get on our and look up that show if you want to hear more about Donna's life but uh, the reason for the chat today is about Measure J right
3: yes it is okay it's, uh, a ballot measure that was Put on the ballot in record time. It was Mm. rushed through, and very few people, including the community planning groups and the Mission Bay Park Oversight Committee, no one really got to review it before it was put on the ballot.
2: You know that's bizarre because uh, I looked at the booklet. I have it in my hand here, and arguments against the measure, which I'm sure you're, I'm assuming you're against it, right?
3: Yes, I'm. I'm opposing Measure J for a variety of reasons.
2: Yeah, which we.
3: Um, again, it was put through in such, you know, such a rapid pace that by the time I got to review it and figure out what they were doing, it was too late to write a ballot argument against it, unfortunately.
2: Right. And in the booklet, it says no arguments were filed. Well, you didn't have time to file it, so that's deceptive right there in and of itself. But tell us uh, the real problems with this. And of course, this is a 50-year uh, proposition they have on the ballot, right?
3: Oh, yeah. It goes through 2069. So, yeah. So essentially, just to give you a little background, um, back in 2008, the voters approved um, a proposition called Proposition C, and essentially what it did was require that revenues – that are generated from all the leaseholders in Mission Bay Park, mm-hmm. that part of that money would be set aside to pay for the public improvements. Mm-hmm. Mission Bay Park is one of the few parks that actually generates revenue, and that's because of all the hotels and all the commercial development.
2: Park so with all in all their 2008,
3: the yeah. voters said that they wanted to put aside part of those revenues which um, was really, really important because they wanted to make sure that the public improvements would get done. Mm-hmm. Now, of the revenues that are set aside, the first $20 million in revenues goes into the city's general fund. Mm-hmm. Any revenues above that, 75% of revenues above that will go into Mission Bay Park, and 25% went for all the regional parks. Mm-hmm. So this was revenues that were to be used to pay for the improvements, such mm-hmm. as the restoration of the, the waters and mm-hmm. water quality, wetland expansion. Boardwalk. Um, all sorts of really cool projects that mm-hmm. we otherwise wouldn't have funding for. Mm-hmm. And our mayor, Kevin Faulkner, was one of the champions of that for Mission Bay Park, and I was one of the co-authors on that. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to fast forward to this year, and all of a sudden the mayor holds a press conference and says he wants to reduce the amount of money that is going to be used for Mission Bay Park Mm by 10 percent, and instead he wants to put that over into other park projects. Mm -hmm. Now, the big problem with that, and there are many, is that none of the projects that were approved in 2008 by the voters have been funded analyzed begun let alone completed so none of those projects have taken place before the mayor decided he wanted to raid the mission bay park funds but worse is something they don't talk about is that the measure um includes in it a change to the definition of Mission Bay Park, and it creates the potential for additional commercial development in Mission
2: oh, Bay Park. Wow. And they don't talk about that. Oh, they got that hidden in the fine print, huh? <laughs> Are you there? I'm here. Okay. So what does that mean? Like where De Anza Cove was? They want to put hotels or something? Or Well,
3: what it means is not back, the, I
2: mean, the uh, way, way
3: back again, the voters approved a ballot measure that says that seventy five percent of Mission Bay Park must remain open and non commercialized. Mm. That they were allowed to develop twenty five percent of that park for commercial development.
2: Oh, they want to change that. And
3: that was based on an understanding of what the total acreage of Mission Bay Park was.
2: So they're
0: this looking
3: ballot measure creates the potential for the city council to add more park acreage.
2: Hmm, which so means, for uh, every
3: acre of park that you add, 25% of that can be used for commercial
2: development. Which uh, I think they're le- licking their chops over that camp land by the bay, which they just uh, they evicted everybody, right? I well, mean, that they're, might be part they're of it.
3: looking at all sorts of areas in Mission Bay Park. But hmm. one of the things that we do know is that SeaWorld has talked about and uh, mm. about a year ago had picked a partner, I believe it was Mr. Bill Evans, who mm-hmm. has many hotels, yeah. to be their partner for putting uh, another hotel in Mission Bay Park for SeaWorld. Now, where that would be, I don't know. But but what what is the big concern about this is that none of the projects have been completed. The mayor has not kept his promise to protect our Mission Bay Park funds. And it creates um, the potential for more commercial development.
2: Mm. And and uh, I believe the county Democratic Party has uh, endorsed – is voting uh, – recommending a yes on this, right? Which... Well,
3: again, a lot of these issues, it wasn't until I started looking at this and started taking a, a much more thorough look at what was being proposed that I realized the potential for really messing up mm. our – Ability to enhance Mission Bay Park and potentially increasing the ability for the city council to vote for more commercial development by adding more parkland, mm. which, you know, when you think about adding more parkland, you say, well, what could be a problem with that?
2: Well, let's hope well, if they do propose any th- development, I'm sure the co- community will get up in arms on that, uh, um, you know, as it happens. But uh, you're right, right. If this is a problem well i
3: think that that for me um the other thing that concerns me is that i'm not convinced that a lot of these dollars won't somehow be used to fund um, uh, a parking garage in Balboa Park. Yeah, exactly. So and we know... But
2: we got to take a break there, Donna. So no on Jay and Donna... No fi- on
3: Measure Jay.
2: Thank you so much, thanks, Donna. Hey, thanks for having in me touch and letting r- me talk about this. You got it. We'll come up on a break, and I'll come back with Jason Kruger's Signature Analytics right after this. Hang on. All right, we are back with another great guest. He's been on the show before, great friend of the show, great sponsor of the show. He's the CEO, founder, and the uh, spiritual uh, force behind Signature Analytics. And his name is Jason Kruger. Jason, welcome back.
0: Thanks, guys. Good to be here.
1: Jason, I saw you taking a lot of notes about all those percentages Don was throwing out. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
0: (laughs) Well, I was just, uh, you know, I was actually uh, a little bit upset with you guys because this is the second time you've put me behind somebody else that's a lot more Famous than I am.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a good lead-in for you, right? <laughs> you, you know. He was Jim Lapley on his first show ever, right behind Jim. Like, he was giving us an Olympic update. i yeah. yeah. always right. remember that.
0: So everybody tunes in for them, and then they tune out <laughs> when they uh, when they hear it's me.
2: No, <laughs> not at all, not at all. But um, well, Jason, just to refresh our our listeners, because uh, you haven't been on in a while, maybe just give us a, a little bit of background where you're born, raised, and uh, schooled, <laughs> and um, and then a little bit about your career path. How about that?
0: Sure. Uh, well, actually, I was born in the state of Iowa. So I'm a Midwesterner uh, I not at that. heart, but uh, pretty much grew up in the San Diego area. Uh-huh. Uh, went to school, uh, college and U- University of Arizona, came back here and started my career uh, in the accounting world, uh, first with Moss Adams and with Deloitte and Touche here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, about eight years ago, started Signature Analytics.
2: Mm-hmm. So your uh, expertise in uh, in college, well, you're you're majoring what, finance or accounting or
0: uh, both? Yep, both. accounting and finance.
2: Okay, so CPA, right? Or that's right. Okay, and then uh, did, did
1: you like your days at the Big Four, Deloitte? Uh,
0: I did. Uh, I had it, the experience was unbelievable. Uh, You know, to be honest, when I first got into the public accounting world, I thought I'd go two years, get my CPA and leave. Mm -hmm. Realized after two years of experience right out of college, I still didn't really know much of anything.
1: It's because they teach us nothing in accounting school.
0: So (laughs) So I, uh, you know, every year I just felt that I learned so much. And uh, before I knew it, I had been there for 10 years and it was ready for me to ready. It was about time for me to move on. So it it was unbelievable learning um, and experience, but uh, it was time for me to move on at the time.
1: So at the height of the downturn of the economic markets, you decided to go out on your own. Is that correct? That's right. Or, or at the low point. Yeah. Well, mm. I
0: started Signature Analytics and two weeks later, Lehman Brothers, uh, <laughs> decided to hang, hang it up and, and we were off and running. And they opened
2: the opportunity for you. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. So not, not the best timing, but things seem to work out
2: well now you you're you were a cpa by training and profession and then uh signature analytics what inspired you to to start this firm because obviously you're not your your standard or typical uh cpa firm what tell us what you do
0: sure uh when i was obviously when i was working uh being at moss Adams and then deloitte we had the opportunity to work with a number of different companies in different industries all sizes from small mid-size to fortune 500 companies and um part of the theme that I, I saw in especially the smaller or mid-sized companies was, um, the, uh, I guess the lack or the, the inability to properly use their financial information mm-hmm. to really make decisions and to grow their business. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the financial and accounting side of the business was being neglected. And, uh, in order to scale and grow a business, um, and really, you know, quote unquote, take the business to the next level, um, management has to have an understanding of the financial side of the business um, to to do that, mm-hmm. and um, that's that's where we we come into play. Is we really work with companies in that small to mid market. Uh, typically, we work with companies that do not have uh, or have the need for a full time CFO, uh, but they do need somebody that can provide that strategic. Uh, financial support for their business. Mm-hmm. So we will come in, support them, help them identify metrics that uh, drive their business, that are consistent with the goals of their business. Um, and then we have the team below that, that we can leverage um, a, a controller on down to staff accountant uh, to support the other aspects of the business. So streamlining the ongoing accounting function, making sure that there's they are able to produce timely and accurate financial information, um, and then ultimately creating a monthly reporting package that management can use and sit down with the CFO, that, mm-hmm. that uh, which is part of our team, uh, to properly make the right decisions on cash flows, financing, uh, improve uh, profitability, um, those types of things. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and externally, CPA firms, while traditionally maybe associated with doing this kind of work, historically haven't. They've always been focused on looking at the backwards mm-hmm. indicators, mm-hmm. such as preparing tax returns. And and so so even though that, they right? might seem theoretical to be in a position to help with these things, I would argue that most of the typical accounting firms, not only in San Diego but nationwide, simply weren't providing much value here. Correct?
0: That's right. And in fact, we have great relationships with accounting firms in town and uh, nationally that uh, they know that uh, they don't provide the right type of value for these types of companies. So we'll they'll bring us in. They'll recommend us to support their clients, and uh, we obviously do not provide audit or tax services and uh, you know it's so it's a, it's a very good collaborative relationship to be involved with
2: mm-hmm now can you give us a um, startups it's important because obviously um, you know rather than paying a high a high salary for a, a hotshot CFO to, to start with you obviously working with you guys would be a lot more economical can you give us a uh, maybe a good success story of a local business where you've uh, got them help them get off mm-hmm. the ground and they're doing well
0: sure yeah just a quick note is our our team is uh, full-time employees of our company so we're not a staffing or recruiting firm mm-hmm. um, we we provide the we take a team approach to every client that we work with um, to really leverage the skill sets at a cost point that truly makes sense for our clients a mm-hmm. uh, number of our clients they may only need five or ten hours of a CFO to sit down with them every month mm-hmm. um, but it's true CFO work uh, the rest of the work the bank recs the the uh, drafting of the reports can be done by lower-level individuals so that mm-hmm. keeps the cost down and uh, they really get the, the the higher level of expertise at a value point that makes sense for their business
1: yeah and I, I call CFO work any work that involves finance and accounting or you're starting right here in the here and now and you're looking forward um, as opposed to what I call historical which is where you're looking backwards more associated with controllers or just mm. staff functions would you agree
0: absolutely yep absolutely um, as far as examples of companies that we've worked with uh, We've worked with, you know, the, the highest profile would be a couple breweries in town. We've worked with manufacturing companies, distribution, professional services, life science, and biotech.
2: Um, Are you at liberty to disclose the breweries or? Uh, Maybe not. Yeah, maybe I'll pass this time. Okay. But, look on uh, the web. Look on the website, folks. Signature <laughs> Analytics. Maybe yeah. you could figure it out from there. But, so, uh, so,
1: Jason, your, your your demographics of your customers, the owners of these companies, do they tend to be younger, hipper owners who are into not using paper and using apps and so on?
0: Yeah, I think so. Traditionally, they uh, they want to uh, they they want to grow their business, and uh, so as a result, they tend to be a little bit more progressive in those types of things. Um, the key criteria of companies we work with, uh, is typically that they, you know, they don't have a CFO, but they need someone and they want to grow their business and through that, uh, they want to create efficiency. So they're, they're typically ahead of the curve when it does come to technology Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, paperless, uh, activity, especially obviously the technology, the software companies, um, you know, they're doing it for their clients, so they, they want to understand why can't we do it for ourselves as well. Um, you well, know, so you guys,
2: you guys must have uh, marketing expertise, uh, obviously, right, to, to figure a lot of these things out, make these business decisions, or do you kind of collaborate with them on that? From a marketing perspective? Well, I'm just saying when you want to expand a business, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's some considerations to, you know, things are taken into.
0: Joe, it's
1: called outsource, outsource, outsource. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, I mean. absolutely.
2: I think, you know, when it comes
0: to making those decisions on the direction of the business, mm-hmm. uh, having visibility on the cash flows, um, and you know, the usage of your funds moving forward is imperative and that helps to determine how much can I spend on marketing? Should I be hiring a sales guy? Uh, how much should I be paying and what should the comp plan be? All of those, those decisions, uh, are impacted through the understanding of the numbers. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, the
1: typical counterintuitive result is a business owner says, wow, my business is just booming. It's growing just so dynamically. How come I have no cash?
0: Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that is a typical, and that's a great situation for us because uh, if they are actually growing, in some cases they think they're growing and they right. actually aren't because they right. don't un- because the numbers aren't accurate. But if they are actually growing, that's a great opportunity for us to come in and give them some simple tips and ideas on how to improve their cash flows, mm-hmm. um, which is dr- it can help drastically in the short term.
2: But what if they're about to make what you might think is a may not be a wise or prudent business decision in terms of a new brand or a new location or whatever? Um, you you kind of you don't get into that with them mm-hmm. so much. Um,
0: no, well, we will uh, we'll walk through the financial implications of those decisions with the client. Mm. Um, and uh, we'll give our thoughts on um, you know how to potentially move forward and uh, different options. I don't we don't I don't think it's appropriate to say, don't do this or do this. I think it's appropriate from our perspective to, provide them with options if gotcha. you decide to go this route then maybe you should consider this if you Wonderful. decide to go that route then maybe this great speaking
1: we're, of options we
2: have we're going to come right back with jason krueger signature analytics right after this hang on All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and we'll have some new awards to announce very soon. And this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors.
1: Big thank you to our sponsors. Couldn't do this great show without our great roster of sponsors, in particular UBS and Michael Caronta. In fact, I just saw Michael Caronta from UBS at the Advanced Tax Planning Institute, which was hosted by another sponsor, the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs. To the CPA's very best clients, speaking of great CPAs, we, of course, have Jason Kruger with Signature Analytics, an absolutely great CFO firm and more traditional CPAs, Polito Epic CPAs, Don Epic and Paul Polito up in San Marcos, California. Also, our great friend Joel Grushkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives. Joel is helping real estate owners to improve their cash flow. Now, with all this money that our advisors help you make, how about Geiger Law Office, Brenda Geiger? And her team of attorneys help people with asset protection and estate planning. And if you need a good place to store all this money, they just changed their name to Mechanics Bank because of a merger. We always have called them California Republic Bank with Sean Puckett and Lane Elliott. More on that in a show that's coming up in a couple of months, but they are now known as Mechanics Bank because of a a really neat merger. Also, Hub International, formerly known as Mars Maddox Insurance, a great employee benefits firm. We've got open enrollment coming up for a lot of companies by December 1. If you're looking to improve and enhance the value you bring to your employee benefits, to your team members, we highly recommend Hub International. Paul Hines, CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. And Paul, of course, also heads up the Senior and Safe.org initiative here in San Diego, helping to prevent financial abuse against elders. Also, a favorite mortgage broker, Nathan Watkins. Interest rates are remaining amazingly low. Maybe Jason Kruger can talk about that some more, too. So if you're buying or refinancing, Nathan Watkins. Carl Sheeler with Two Bears Ranch. Great charity. Check out the website for more information. Bringing equine therapy to veterans with PTSD. And of course, Michelle St. Clair with Elite Lifestyle Management. Helping people who have no time with all kinds of needs to save them time with the management of their businesses and their lifestyle. Elite Lifestyle Management. And if any of this is making you hungry, Joe, we can solve that problem too, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Another great sponsor was Stats Coffee Houses in Normal Heights, um, University Heights, and now Hillcrest. Uh, always open 24-7, 365. Everything prepared on site. Delicious coffee. Always crowd a great atmosphere. And of course, the Very Good Food Foundation uh, puts on some great events uh, throughout the year. Great panels. We have one coming up in November on seafood, sustainable seafood. And we like to thank Michelle Ciccarelli-Lyrac. Uh, Who we
1: saw at the Obama event
2: certainly we did, did indeed. we did and uh, of course um, if anybody wants to know more about our sponsors go ahead over to iymoney.com there is a sponsor tab there you can uh, drop down on the menu there and, and learn about any one or all of them and i know many of them working with you richard for many years right? with great success right? many years it's <laughs>
1: almost 30 and of course our <laughs> website is maintained by the award winning courtney lover uh Holtz. pop x graphics Wait. i know it's now it's now
2: well Holtz,
1: right yeah, you exactly. married yes she got married yes but i just can't remember her last name <laughs> pop x graphics does an amazing job with our award-winning oh, oh, website thank right. you pop x graphics. and you can see all
2: the awards there and even the new ones uh, right on the home page there so absolutely anyway getting back to jason Kruger, signature analytics welcome back jason Thank you, Jason. Um, before
1: we talk about your company specifically, can I just ask you one question about what's going on in, in the accounting world and profession? Sure. I've noticed there's a lot of outside competition coming into what was normally or traditionally associated with being CPAs, um, and and for example, I don't know if you know much about a company called Indonero, founded by two uh-huh. um, two grad students up in Berkeley who aren't even accountants, uh-huh. who are providing, for uh-huh. example, dashboards and, and key performance indicators and all kinds of you know very high tech solutions for companies who want to you know, have access to better, faster, more, more important information. And yet they aren't even coming out of the accounting profession. Are you seeing a ton of competition from that direction too?
0: Yeah, we are seeing, uh, some competition. I think it's good. Um, I think that, um, there is a perception, uh, out there that, uh, uh, accountants can simply push a button and, uh, and, uh, the company gets all the financial information. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more manual than that. Um, I don't think we're quite there yet as far as it goes, as far as the, uh, software, um uh, goes and um, the ability to automate uh, s- certain transactions. I think we're getting there and we're getting closer. But I think this is the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in DeNiro, I'm certainly familiar with them. We've uh, spoken to their CEO at one point, and um, you know they're they're uh, they're really providing value to a certain pain that businesses have, which is um, being able to see your financial information in an easily Uh, in an easy format in a dashboard, um, and providing ongoing accounting services, uh, that are remote in nature and, um, that, that ease the uh, pain of the client. Um, some of the challenges that they may have is that the accounting has to be fairly basic, uh, has to be fairly straightforward, uh, company. Um, but, you know, they're going to continue to work through that.
1: Yeah, they have a lower end demographic than you do without question. Right. But, but I think right. they're the tip of the iceberg in terms of how we're seeing this profession change.
0: Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, I,
1: I, and I agree with you. I think it's a good thing. I think to the extent there's more competition, the mm-hmm. consumer ends up being the big winner.
0: Right. And, you know, we can leverage those uh, those exactly. those companies and that software to provide additional customized value to our clients. And uh, that's what's exciting is, you know, we're looking for th- ways to automate How we provide services to clients and with certain types of software and dashboards that are coming out there, um, the more we can leverage that, the more value we can provide to our clients as well.
1: Now, Um, I know you've got a really cool company on your own. Um, Very high tech, very progressive. Certainly, when we talk about things like the CPA firm of the future, obviously, you're not a traditional CPA firm but you guys have multiple offices. You've grown rapidly and I know you've hired a new CEO recently too, right?
0: We did. Yep. Pete healed. This is his week number two. So, All right, uh, Pete. so hopefully he, uh, you know, lasts more than two weeks. Um, he, he you know, he came back for day two, which is good. That's I asked gonna him, you know, I said, so exactly. you're going to be back tomorrow. Right. Uh, so, so that's a good thing. Um, yeah, we got to a point where we've expanded into multiple markets. Um, and, uh, the, we have a great management team as it currently existed. Um, Uh, We uh, laid out the goals for the business uh, as a whole and also for San Diego and felt that uh, my role in particular, uh, there was more value in in, uh, me continuing to focus on the the growth of San Diego Mm -hmm. and the success of the San Diego market um, Mm -hmm. because of the relationships that we've established and I've established locally in town. Um, But uh, we needed to make sure that we provided the same type or more support for all of our other markets as well. And so Pete came into, uh, uh, we were introduced to Pete through a pretty exhaustive search. Uh, he's got a pretty significant background of working with and growing a, a construction, uh, management consulting, um, company. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does not have an accounting background, which is actually a good thing. Actually, That's a good thing. Uh, yep. <laughs> and, uh, he's going to really drive the success of, uh, the other offices, uh, ensure that we can drive universal processes, Uh, he's going to ensure that we are driving, um, a culture that is uniform or consistent among the markets, uh, a positive culture, and then any new initiatives, uh, that we have on the, on the plate, um, and driving new initiatives, ideas, and then implementation of those initiatives. So. Um, I think it could be, you know, it's going to be a great, great win for
2: us. Yeah, so, good stuff. So let's give the website signatureanalytics.com, and let's just give the growth path because uh, well, ma- yeah,
1: the other markets, you know, we're hurt up and down <clears throat> the West Coast because um, we have so many watts. So you started here
2: in San Diego, right, uh, Jason? And then yep. tell everybody how you've expanded. You're in about five states now. So tell everybody how it how it grew.
0: Right. So uh, the focus has been uh, obviously starting in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to uh, raise an investment fund about eighteen months ago that allowed us to expand and capitalize other markets. Mm -hmm. Uh, The key markets at this point are uh, obviously uh, Los Angeles, Orange County. We Mm -hmm. have separate offices there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are looking to potentially expand, obviously, into more Mm -hmm. uh, additional offices within the LA market because Mm -hmm. of the vast geography and Mm -hmm. traffic, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, We're also in the Phoenix market. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, we have some uh, smaller offices that uh, we're... We're trying to uh, establish as well in uh, the Denver uh, market and a couple of others.
2: Mm-hmm. And then Seattle, I see, and then Texas, uh, mm-hmm. Dallas, and Fort Worth.
0: Right. Colorado,
2: so, I just learned today, only forty-two uh, percent are the original residents. I mean, there is a huge, you know. I'm looks, sorry, Where's this, Joe? I mean, Colorado. Oh, Colorado! Yeah, the whole state is booming. Uh, the
1: state is booming. Yeah.
2: I wonder if it has to do with the, uh, you know, with the uh, legalization of you know what. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> which which all yeah, probably uh, happening here.
0: It's interesting going out there in Denver. Uh, there is a lot of. Uh, Talk about the uh, cannabis industry. Talk about a growth um, industry. But it right is very, it is very, <laughs> very very in its early stages. So. Yeah, early stages.
2: Anyway, we take you a, want your profits
1: to be high. Yeah, we got
2: to take right. a break right now. We're going to come back with Jason Kruger's Signature Analytics right after these announcements. Hang on. All right. We're going to get smart. Richard likes that song. We're back with. Well, Jason. Chief. <laughs> Missed it by that much. Missed it by that much. <laughs> We're back with Jason Kruger with Signature Analytics, who never misses it. Uh, obviously, growth industry. How many people working with you now, uh, Jason?
0: Uh, we have, uh, I believe, somewhere around 60 uh, individuals <laughs> right now.
1: Wow. Yeah, see, when we started, it was like Jason and his wife. and I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was about it. But Anyway.
0: It was, yeah. Hey,
1: Jason, I got to scoot a little bit early, but I gotta, I'm got. i going to last ask my last question, and then you and Joe can wrap up. Um, we want to do the show here in October because we're two months away from year end, and I know you can't really change history. When you got a year in coming up, but certainly we got a new year on the horizon, and I think it's a great time for companies to look at what they're doing with policy, practice, procedure, the culture, mm-hmm. and, and and what they want to do on a forward looking basis. Once they've got their house cleaned up, do right. you guys do anything special with year end or start uh, of year?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a crucial time uh, to you know really get things in order so that you can hit next year with a bang. Um, you know, the, 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 most important, uh, area that we want to understand is what is, what is the company? What is management? What are the goals of what they're trying to accomplish? What do they want to do with this business based on those goals? We can then develop metrics or ways to track the business, um, to really provide value, to meet those goals. So an example would be if the company says I want to sell the business in three to five years, uh, well, let's make sure we understand the industry they're in, how the business is valued. Um, it, is it valued on a, on a multiple of revenue, a multiple of, of an EBITDA, and then let's develop a uh, metrics that will track, uh, those, those goals over time that we can, uh, that will, that will, uh, basically improve those metrics. Um, so improving profitability, um, those types of things, budgeting and forecasting is imperative. So if you're looking to, uh, continue to grow your business and you need to understand, and you want to understand how you want to use those funds and your cash flows, Budgeting for that is is very important, and forecasting the, the cash flows that go along with that is extremely important as well.
1: As, as well as relationships with capital providers, maybe you can touch yep. on that, um, you know, banks, financial mm-hmm. institutions, um, venture capital funds, and so on.
0: Right. Yeah, this is a great time. Also, uh, companies or uh, banks are going to be looking for annual financial information, um, interim financial information. So driving that process, making sure they have the appropriate information, the bank has the appropriate information to make a decision on moving forward. Um, and then the last thing that we want to do is drive the tax planning process. Uh, we don't perform, we don't provide tax services, but we'll we will drive the process to make sure that our clients' tax advisors are um, are being proactive and that they get what they need to uh, to take advantage of tax planning strategies
2: wonderful well Richard had to split right there so I know he's off to another event so it's just uh, you and I Jason at this point but the thing I like about your website is there's a lot of case studies and testimonials from from clients and uh, now there are some logos along the bottom are we uh, liber- are we permitted to I mean they're obviously sure information. yeah we
0: could uh, I'm sure we can talk about that let me see how uh, current see, they are
2: let's see Vavi the uh,
0: yeah, so we got uh, obviously Vavi uh, mm-hmm. uh, is a is a big name in town. Uh, Connect uh, the organization the uh, that really drives uh, business growth in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Modern Times uh, is a brewery in town that we certainly work with. Mm-hmm. Um, Explorer Bio Labs is another one. So those are uh, you know those are just a sample of uh, some of the companies that we work with in San Diego.
2: Mm-hmm outstanding so some of the case well let's see your clients that uh, for the listeners benefit um your typical client has revenues between 3 million and 100 million right about 90 percent of them
0: Yep. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, our sweet spot really is uh, what we say is five to 50 million. Mm -hmm. Um, We do work with some that are smaller, obviously, and some that are larger. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the key criteria is do they want to grow their business? And if they do, then they'll see value in what we what we provide.
2: Mm -hmm. And 60 percent have at least one internal accountant. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, again, we're not taking over the entire accounting function in most cases. Uh, in, in most cases, we're augmenting what the company already has in place mm-hmm. and uh, really developing a process and a team approach um, at, a, at a cost point that makes sense for the business.
2: Mm-hmm. And then the owner acting as CFO, that happens about 75% of your, your clients, right? I didn't know. Yeah. That. <laughs> it,
0: meaning they don't have a CFO, right? right. So this, the owner <laughs> or the CEO is acting as the CFO uh, by default. Um, sometimes they're qualified to do that. Sometimes. Uh, they'll readily admit that they're not. And, um, that's why, you know, we'll, we'll certainly work with them.
2: All right. So, uh, how about one one great turnaround case where you went in there and uh, the books in the county was uh, was chaotic and uh, and you guys just went in there and and, uh, died and dove in and and fixed them up? Can you have any, have anybody? To tell yeah,
0: something? I mean, one that comes to mind off the top of my head uh, is actually a brewery. It's not uh, it is not modern times. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a different one. Okay, uh, that's uh, the case study uh, is about that brewery um, on our website. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, they had uh, you know at the beginning they had a lack of understanding of of uh, their financial situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a limited understanding of the margins on the different brews that they were producing. Mm-hmm. Um, breweries are essentially uh, manufacturing-type businesses. They're manufacturing beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, each each brew or type of beer um, costs a different amount to make and, and is sold at different price points. Mm. So having an understanding as to the the profitability on each type of beer that Mm -hmm. they were making Hefeweizen versus a blonde versus Mm -hmm. an IPA uh, gave them visibility as to how they should price their product and which products they should be pushing as well. Mm. So through that process, they were able to become more profitable uh, on the same revenues that they were uh, generating in the past. And then from there, they were able to then produce financial information that could be taken to investors uh, and to the bank to support them in gaining the financing that they needed uh, for equipment and for capital moving forward.
2: Mm. Well, now your experience is growing so much that maybe you could. <laughs> when people are in business, obviously you've got to form the right team if you're going to be successful and grow. Cause so many times, you know, you may have expertise in one particular area to launch a business, whether it's a product or an idea or a concept. But you better bring in financial analysts and, and marketing analysts and everything else, right? Uh, to, right. To, otherwise, you're you're not going to get off the ground. So.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, the most important part of uh, of of our company is our people and the experience that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, we only bring in and look for the top notch individuals, uh, people that have the experience. Uh, have worked with the, uh, the larger and, and the, the midsize accounting firms mm-hmm. have exposure to different types of companies. They are CPAs in most, in a lot of cases, um, but then also have the experience in industry, um, and understanding how companies work from, uh, from the inside as well. So that the two, those two areas really complement each other. And, um, that's why our team is, uh, so successful and we are able to provide the services that we do.
2: Well, if you guys have grown that, you know, in eight years, uh, you know, to the size that you have in the locations you have, I guess that's testimony to, to your leadership skills and, and personality and, and, um, and skills as well. When you, I mean, with all humility aside, to, <laughs> I mean, it's leadership, 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 right. And, uh, and team building, right.
0: A lot. Of, yeah. A lot of it is, uh, you know, uh, sometimes we stand up and, uh, pop our heads out of the weeds and pat ourselves on the back. And then uh-huh. the very next day, uh, we're back in the weeds again. And, uh, you know, <laughs> one, gr- one day at a time, right?
2: Yeah, nose are the grindstone. Right.
0: So we've been able, we have been able to uh, submit and win some awards uh, recently. So uh, we were uh, recently on the uh, number three fastest growing company in the San Diego Business Journal. Mm. And uh, we also made the Inc. 5000 uh, or Inc. 500 list uh, for fastest growing companies as well. So we we're very proud of that.
2: And of course, uh, your family is growing too. Tell us about your you, you've, uh, your children, right? You've uh, you've had,
0: yeah. You so know? when we started, I think I had. I'm not sure if I had baby one or baby two on the <laughs> way, but we have a three year old and a two year old, both mm-hmm. girls, uh-huh. eighteen months apart. So we're we're in the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you go. There you go. Um, anyway, so uh, any closing thoughts for end of year or? Um, um, as we get into we're going we have about a minute left here. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think just planning and preparedness is the key. Um having your financials in order before the end of the year is imperative to taking that next step and then planning for budgeting and forecasting and tax tax planning is is crucial so that you can take that step uh once the year end the beginning of the year starts uh, you got it all, you have your goals in place. And, uh, you know, you know where you're going to go with your business.
2: There you go. Thank you so much, Jason Kruger, Signature Analytics. Uh, we appreciate having you on. Richard, I know you're off to your next event, so we'll great seeing you this week. Thanks to uh, Justin Hart, our board operator, for making it sound terrific. And to Craig Blinking, our account executive. And to Dave Sniff, our programming genius here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. You have a great week. Now, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.